Welcome to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Amore and Frank Sicalese. Probably gonna need to like switch the um the Zoom call as well. Yeah, but it's forty five minutes when Charlene gets in, not from me and Joss, which is good. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, welcome good. into the Fantasy Addicts Dynasty podcast. So good to be back in here with Joel and Charlene. Don't have Andrew today, sadly, but uh, who needs him? How are we doing today, guys? Yeah, good, Frank. Lovely to be here. Uh, exactly right. Who needs him? Um, yeah, let's uh, crack in today. Some big, big news. Oh, huge week. Huge week. What's going on, everybody? Uh, no Andrew today, no. No, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be all right. We got one A more. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. Two starts become a little bit unbearable, so I'm glad we've just got one on the podcast today. Um, like you guys said, massive week um, in the NFL this week. I honestly can't remember a bigger week of news in recent memory for me anyway. So I'm just going to start it off with um, some weird news. Calvin Ridley um, apparently loves the punt. He's been suspended for an entire year for betting on um, Falcons games even. So apparently he's placing um, parlays, or in Australia we like to call them multis. Um, basically, yeah, he's just punting on all the games. Um, yeah, it just seems kind of stupid. It was like, what, $1,500? And it's probably like, you know, he's probably dropped the $20 note on the ground. It's probably the equivalent you know, money for me anyway, compared to him. So it was just so weird. I don't know why he'd be doing it, but, you know, good luck to him. But uh, he will be out for a year, which is crazy. Just going to put it out there. Um, Calvin Ridley punting and Calvin Ridley being depressed probably correlated. Yeah, like, I don't know. He came out and said it was only $1,500, but then also was, like, out of football for the last, like, what, year because of mental health issues. I mean, if he has mental health issues, I hope he gets the help he needs. But, yeah, so weird. So, so weird. I I, I don't know. It could be that. What I think it is is I reckon he, because he was, like, they let him go do whatever and he wasn't a part of any team activities and stuff. I think he just thought in his head. He's like, oh, like, I'm... I'm not a part of anything like I'm he's he, he's not a part of football he's not a player he's nothing so he's just like oh surely I can just have a I can just have a little 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 nibble at it because uh what, who's it gonna hurt because like, like it just seems so weird and stupid because it's not one it wasn't a lot of money and then two it he literally did it from his phone like it, <laughs> there was no like subtleness to it he was just like yeah i'll just pop on my phone i was like surely i can surely i could just pop like uh to him 1500 probably like what 50 bucks um so he's just like yeah i'll just pop 50 bucks on on uh this huge parlay that's gonna um or multi we like to call that i find that word really weird but anyway um yeah that's just what i think that this like i don't it's just a weird situation you know yeah, as yeah. much as like I'm full on team, how good's the punt? Um, 
I agree. The NFL do have to be harsh on this, though. Like you can't you can't have players um, gambling on games. It just it ruins the whole integrity of the league. So like, even though yeah, what he did was harmless, I do think like I don't know if a year is the right punishment, but the league does have to be severe in whatever they did to Calvin Ridley and they did do that um, just to stamp this kind of thing out like you can't have players gambling on the games yeah I 100% agree with that for sure um, some okay. other massive news that came out today it was reported that Aaron Rodgers agreed to a new contract with the Packers so he's not going anywhere um, after all the speculation after all the news after all the Jordan Love uh, draft pick after all of the drama that Aaron Rodgers caused he's actually not going anywhere so it was reported that he signed a four-year, $200 million deal. Um, but then he also came out and said that, that those contract details aren't correct. Um, two days later now, three days later, there's still no sign that Rodgers has signed a contract, even though I have no doubt that he will be back. I think there is a contract in place. Um, but those details are still yet to come out. So a bit of a weird one. But uh, I think, yeah, he'll be yeah in Packtown for another probably three years at least. So, I mean, even as old as he is, he's still keen to keep playing, which is fantastic because we love to see um, good quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, there is always a shortage of good quarterbacks, it seems. Yeah, I, I mean, we all, I, mean, I don't think, I mean, you thought he was going somewhere, but the realists sort of thought he was going to stay. But I um, had hope. You know, yeah, you had hope. Fair enough. Uh, just really like interesting what they do with Jordan Love. I think that's the main part of it. Like you've just signed Aaron Rodgers to three more years. Like what you have to do something with Jordan Love. Like you can't just have the person you drafted in the first round sit behind him for another, you know, multiple years. It's um, I think that's the most interesting part of it. Yeah, there's so many question marks. Uh, even though they got what they wanted, I guess, uh, in the aspect of keeping him because you. You obviously don't want to get rid of him if you're the Packers. But signing him to this contract and not knowing what the actual contract's going to be and how they're going to, you know, uh, make it so that they can keep a lot of their free agents that they have. Because even though he was the number one free agent, and he's the number one guy to re-sign, there's so many other guys that are on that team uh, that need to get re-signed, uh, just like Tay. And they don't even know what to do with Tay yet. They haven't come to a... Uh, an agreement so they had to they've had to uh what's it called the franchise tag yeah they they had to they had to franchise tag him and they can't even if they want to go into the season franchise tagging him they actually can't afford to so they actually need they need to come to an agreement on on the contract or something's going to happen so the only reason why they've franchised him now is so that they can get a longer period to keep talking to him and try and bring him back. Yeah, but it's then, not Devontae Adams. There's no way I'm playing on the franchise tag. That's like so shit. Like yeah, well, how much he's given the organization, they need to figure out yeah. a deal for him and pay him what he's worth. Yeah, 100%. Uh, even though he's old. And that's I think that's what, it, what it's come down to because of his age. I think that's why they haven't come to an agreement because if if you're going to put a, put him on a big-time contract, like a five-year deal he's going to be what 34 by the end of that contract like that's why i think they're struggling to come to an agreement because i'm sure this year next year maybe the next they're happy to pay him it's just um the question marks after that but even saying that even if they get tay back 
they still have MBS that's a free agent and Alan Lazard, who that was their two oh, big losses. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm, that'll hurt. Yeah, what are they gonna what are they gonna do if they don't re-sign any of them? What they got Amari um, Rogers and draft Randall someone. Cole, Maybe like, draft someone in the first oh, round. Maybe take a wide receiver no, in the first round. It's not that hard. They They're normally the pretty good. The hit rates are good. This pack is they don't so have annoying. Choice. They have to take. Oh, I know. The amount of wide receivers that they've passed on in the last years is just, it's crazy. Like, they're not the Eagles, but still. Oh, yeah, just God. don't take Jalen Rager. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad he's back. He's on my Dynasty team. So, uh, uh, I'm glad the contract's big. It's not like two years or anything, because that kind of scares me. If he wins the Super Bowl, he might come back with, with how long this contract is. But, um. He's getting up there, but it's Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, you get a few more years out of Aaron Rodgers for sure. Now I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. 100%. I, I want to move on to my favorite part um, of this week's news. Anyone want to have a guess uh, what what news that happened this week that I'm particularly excited about? Is it Deshaun Watson? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, no, it's not Deshaun Watson. It's Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. So they sent a massive trade of offer over to the Seahawks. They accepted Russell Wilson um, was willing to uh, basically void his no trade clause, head to Denver um, to the Mile High City. I'm incredibly excited. I'm not going to lie, guys, when I woke up in the early morning, um, you know, to the news, I did. there was tears in my eye. It's been so long since the Broncos have had a quarterback. <laughs> I'm not yeah. joking. I don't know why you're laughing. Like, I actually no, had tears no, in my eyes. I, I was so I fucking you, happy. I know. I know how happy you were because I got a text message. I like, I woke up and the first thing I see is a notification and it wasn't even sleeper. It was Frank. So the the reason I found that was because we were, we were, me and Frank were in trade talks and we were, talk, we were trying to get a deal and Noah Fant was involved. And so we're talking all the night before about trying to get Noah Fant and seeing where, what kind of deal we can, including him. And then I, I wake up and all I see is shove Noah Fant up your ass. I was like, what, what are you talking about, bro? And then I have a look at what's happened. And then I was like, oh, wait, Russell Wilson's gone to the Broncos. That's awesome. Why does he not want Fant? And then Fant got traded with to the Seahawks. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so it was Noah Fant, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, a very underrated defensive tackle in Shelby Harris. He's actually a big loss, um, as well as two first-round picks and I think maybe a second or something like that. And there was a pick swap in, like, the fourth and fifth as well. Um, but you just got to do what it takes to get these good quarterbacks on your team. I think um, enough is enough. The new GM that we um, hired last offseason has been far more aggressive with, than uh, John Elway ever was. So it's really good to see. Um, I'm excited to see what they can bring with the three weapons um, that they've got um, a wide receiver. I know, Joel, you're um, very keen to see Russell Wilson um, get into the orange and blue. It's a beautiful day for Jerry, Judy and Colin Sutton owners. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Hey, Joel. Quick question. Do you remember like a week ago when you when you um offered me Jerry Judy for that first? Yeah. How mad would you have been if I took that? That's not bad value no, regardless. I yeah, I thought the Jerry like the Jerry Judy price tag has always sort of included the Broncos getting a good quarterback eventually. Yeah. Like, cool. I, it just feels like that's always been the case. And like, yeah, whether you had to wait two years, one more year, next week, I don't know. Everyone was still, you know, I think everyone's seeing with their eyes that Jerry Judy's a good football player. 
I don't. It, it hasn't actually. I, I don't know. Like it probably hasn't in the NFL. Like what did he do? Like he was having a really good week one. Like I think he had like six or seven catches, and it was about just in the still in the second, like just the start of the second half, and then high ankle sprain, like basically ruins his season. Um, like it's done that to everyone it's got. Like remember when Alvin Kamara had that high ankle sprain and did nothing? It got Saquon yeah. Barkley. It's nasty. Um, yeah, it's not a good injury. So, like, I don't know. I think that, you know, I know it's only a half of game week one, but I think that what could have been for Jerry Judy and now with the upgrade at quarterback, Russell Wilson, hopefully they like eating breakfast together. And, um, yeah, we'll hold on to Jerry Judy and see what happens. Yeah, well, um, Jerry Judy ended up having, like, I think he had, like, 800 yards and five touchdowns with Drew Locke as a rookie as well. So, I think um, he, he's going to be good going forward, in my opinion. Um, some franchise tag news that um, happened uh, this week. We had the Browns franchise tagging David Njoku. They didn't want to see him hit the free agent market. He probably would have been close to the number one tight end on the free agent market if he had have, um, hit free agency. Tampa Bay also franchise tagged Chris Godwin. So that's probably, I'd say it's probably a good outcome for Andrew where he um, acquired Chris Godwin last week. Um, it's probably about, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one because you don't know who the quarterback in Tampa Bay is going to be, but also still got the same coaching, same scheme where he's been so dominant before. Um, the Dolphins franchise tag Mike Gusecki and the Cowboys franchise tag Dalton Schultz. So probably another year for Dalton Schultz. Probably going to be another, another year of being a top 10 tight end for him. So if you got him um, cheaply, picked him up on waivers, you know, a season ago now, um, probably going to get another top 10 performance out of him um, realistically. Um, any especially out of those names, anything interesting there? What's that? Especially with the news that just broke, Frank. Well, I can, I can get there, yeah, especially with the news down. that just broke, yeah. So, Amari Cooper has been traded to the Browns. So, it ended up being about, like, I think it was like a fifth-round pick in the end Amari Cooper got traded for. So they were just trying to get that uh, oh. that cap number off the books. Um, it was either that or cut him. So, they got fifth-round pick, essentially, um, for the Browns having the chance to just scoop him up before anyone else had a shot. So, it's going to be a bit of a weird match, honestly. Um, Obviously, with Odell out of town in Cleveland and Jarvis Landry probably gone as well. Amari Cooper looks to be the only legitimate target for Baker Mayfield right now. Um, So, it's a good get, but also a lot of money. He fits. He fits that team. That's what they need. They need a wide receiver. It's just up to Baker Mayfield. I feel bad for Amari. I go from Dak to Bakes. It's... I don't it's hard not to say Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback, but uh, as like the number one Odell guy, haven't watched him and try to talk myself into saying, "Oh, they'll they'll figure it out. Baker's good. Uh, they they're gonna be all right." Yeah, and you uh, gave him two yeah. years, and they never figured it out. Yeah. Now, nah, so uh, the only good thing about it is, uh, I guess, like Amari Cooper's more of like a deep threat kind of guy, which. Uh, I guess like it would be good, better for Baker. Maybe I don't know, but we'll, we'll see how it turns out. If you're in Mario Cubona, I think it's very shaky. You're a bit, you're a bit scared. Yeah, I think you are going to be a bit scared because everyone made the same arguments for Odell. Like he was pretty much outside of Jarvis Landry, was obviously going to get his, but he was always the number one target in that offense, and it still didn't lead to fantasy production despite the targets. So you'd be probably scared. You're going to say the same thing with Mario Cooper. He's going to get plenty of targets for Baker Mayfield. I have no doubt. But whether that's going to um, end up, you know, resulting in fantasy points is another thing, I think. I think if you're an Amari Cooper owner, you definitely, it's a bit of a downgrade for him. For sure. For sure. 
And some other news that also came out, a big contract extension for Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers. Something I'm a little bit disappointed to see. Um, I wanted to see Josh Palmer, you know, elevate into that wide receiver two role for Justin Herbert, but uh, that's okay. He'll be the wide receiver three. There'll still be fantasy points there. uh, Mike Williams loves an injury, so uh, he'll be fine anyway. But uh, how are you feeling, Charlene? You actually acquired him. We'll we'll go through some specifics of the trades that went down um, in our league this week. Very busy. But yeah, Mike Williams, you just acquired him, Charlene. What do you think? Yeah. Did you get him uh, before the, he signed or after? Uh, after. The day, like the day of, like maybe an hour later. Yeah, that's why I'm so I mad. That's why it was bullshit. Anyway, this is this is a topic for like ten minutes time. <laughs> Go. So, yeah, what do you think but, about Mike Williams, Charlene? Go right ahead. Darling. Um, I don't think. I honestly don't think it's uh It'll be much different. Like, I think they had to pay him. Like, it was more like a, if we don't pay this money, someone else is going to pay this money. Because apart from Tay Adams, he was the number one guy on the free agent market. So he was going to get that money somewhere else. So Disrespectful he is a, to Allen Robinson. <laughs> he, he, was, he is a big part of that offense, and he's, he's, he is important. Um, but I don't see much, just because he's getting paid now, I don't see much of a difference in, like, the season he's going to have next year. But he's still a great player. Um, and he's he's still going to be like a, a solid wide receiver too for your fantasy teams. Yeah, are we all in agreement? He's about like a mid to late wide receiver too, like finish yeah. wise. I, I, oh. and yeah. wide receiver sixteen. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. I'd have him slightly lower than that. I'd probably have him coming in around like eighteen to twenty, but it's probably like what's the difference? Like he's between get, that? It's probably like point five points a game difference. Yeah, and and there's no even because Justin Herbert had a amazing season so uh there's not much more like upside you know this is kind of this kind of it uh for for him he had a great season like you want him to be more consistent but uh he's he's pretty much like tyler lockett you know um some weeks points are gonna, gonna come in bunches yeah exactly points are gonna come in bunches they're gonna come big but and some weeks he's gonna get like two points three points but um that's his role in the offense you know it's not gonna change just because he got 20 million it's, it's it's the same that they just needed to pay him that so yeah exactly right it's probably a good way to get uh stuck straight into our next little part of the episode we want to catch all of our listeners up on um a crazy week on the trade front um honestly like outside of our trade deadline uh, this week's probably been the busiest trade week um, probably in our league's history, honestly. It's been that crazy. And I think this really points out um, like how good Dynasty Fantasy Football can be. I think we were all saying that in the chat the other day. It's literally like a random week in the middle of March. There's no football for the next, what, six months. And out, we're all out here making trades left, right, and center, talking about football, excited for the draft. So I think it's um, just like another tick um, for you know any listeners that are thinking about starting a Dynasty League or getting really serious about it. You 100% should. We'll start off here, Charlene. So you were obviously very, very busy. The first one that happened this week um, was you sent away, uh, sorry, you acquired Marvin Jones, Darren Waller, and Dawson Knox. You sent away Tommy Tremble, young tight end from Carolina. Uh, 2024 first round pick, that was yours. 2024 second round pick, that was also yours. And a 2024 third round pick, all your picks. How do you feel about that one? I think... um, it was decent value. I actually don't hate the trade from Burjo. It looked a little light at first, um, but if you break it up, you know, you 24 first for Waller and then you go a 24 second for Knox and then a 24 third for Marvin Jones. I suppose it adds up, um, but at face value, it seemed a little light on Burjo's end, but I don't hate it. Um, 
Before I get stuck into it, what, what, what do you think about it, Joel? What did you? What's your thoughts actually, on that trade? I actually think Virgil did well with this particular trade. Yeah. Um, oh, don't give away too many spoilers, Joel. All right, we, we, we well, there'll be plenty of time to riff into Virgil. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Well, I I think he did okay here. I I'm not a huge Dawson Knox guy. Yeah, the hype down. Yeah, uh, Marvin Jones is a bit of a throwaway, and Burjo's tanging anyway. Any pick he can get is good for him. And yeah, uh, Waller, Waller's a thirty-year-old tight end, twenty-nine. Like, I don't know age model. He'll be thirty when the season starts, won't he? Uh, don't say that. It sounds worse. He might. Uh, have a look. No, he will be. Yeah, he will. He'll be thirty when the season starts. All right, kid will be twenty-nine. That's all right. We'll get we'll get yeah, into that. We're getting old. ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So, with my strategy with with trading, uh, uh, before I even make a deal, I I've, I've kind of made three or try and make three deals already. Like, even if there's a guy that I really want, but there's a cheaper way to get him through another team. Like, that's what I like to do. Um, I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense, but so th- this trade was just kind of my first step into getting what I ended up getting right at the end. Uh, and the reason I, I sent, I got those two guys, Darren Waller and Dawson Knox um, was because one, I needed a tight end really bad. My tight end position was the, uh, the biggest hole in my team. And the second reason was I know a lot of players like Dawson Knox. And even though I gave up my first, second and third round picks, um, I was either going to do that and acquire just one player, uh, which was George Kittle, but, um, and that's coming soon. But uh, so I knew that because I talked to Frank previously, I, I asked him if I did get Darren Waller, if how can I turn Darren Waller into George Kittle? And so because I've already talked to Frank about that, I, 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 I kind of overpaid with Virgil in this particular trade so i can get that next trade done and then the dawson knox comes in because i am for me in my personal opinion i i don't know how good he actually is he had a lot of touchdowns which makes his fantasy um points and where he finished at the end of the year a lot higher than it actually was because he didn't catch that many balls he didn't have that many targets he just caught a lot of touchdowns and and a lot of those touchdowns they were up by like 25 points so i don't know how good he actually is to me when i watch Bill's games, he does look good, but I, I'm not. I, I'm not the actual. I'm not like the biggest fan of Dawson Knox. But if he goes out and he's he's a, a quality top ten tight end for the rest of the career, his career, understandable. I can see that happening. I can see that outlook. But after one season, I couldn't. I only only reason why I traded for him was because I knew I was going to get more from other people when after I acquired him, which is pretty much how this trade went through. And then I got Marvin Jones. I wanted some depth. At- just any position and i knew that he was just going to sit there and not do anything on burjo's team uh, like joe said it was, it was pretty much a throwaway yeah so I, I do understand what you're saying where you're getting some um other deals done to try and make other deals better which is actually not a bad strategy at all like you said i did want a first second and third for george kittle we did end up making a deal um differently i will get to that in a second but the next deal that was um off the bat you're involved again charlie busy week for you you traded away Noah Huge. Fant, who'd recently Huge. be traded to the Seattle Seahawks, and then you acquired Dwayne Haskins. I don't know why on earth you'd want Dwayne Haskins, but and then you also acquired a 
2024 second round pick. I actually think this is a really good deal for Matt, who um, he also has Kyle Pitts, and then he also has um, a couple other tight ends. He's got Irv Smith, things like that. Um, he didn't exactly need the tight end, but I think he was just um, being able to cash in where you needed the extra draft capital. He would, you know, wanted to, he had a bunch that he could um, part with. So to get Noah Fan for a 24 second round pick, I'm not really going to count Haskins in this deal. Um, I think that's not bad value considering if Drew Locke's still the quarterback, he's been a favorite target of his. Um, and he also becomes, you know, the third target in that offense where, you know, if he was in Denver, he was really like the fourth target, um, you know, in a worse offense at that point as well. I don't imagine the Seahawks are going to be, they might be slightly worse than what the Broncos were last season, but doesn't get much worse than that, in my opinion. So I think Noah Fant could um, be just as good as he was in Denver. So not a bad move. What do you think, Joel? And then we'll let Charlene, um give us his thinking. He wasn't even good in Denver. Like what? Yeah, exactly. No fan was good as last year. He wasn't even good last year. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get why Barbara wanted it. He's got Kyle Pitts. Like in theory, he should have the tight end position locked up for ten years. I don't know. I don't know why you part ways with a second round pick to get Noah Fan, who just had a downgrade at quarterback. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Uh, did he? I wouldn't say he had a downgrade at quarterback. Like he performed better with Drew Locke at quarterback than he did with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, but unless they get Deshaun Watson, shout out Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't know. He's just going to lose. He's just going to sit on Barbara's bench, and he gave up a second. Yeah, that that's true as well. But I just didn't. I just didn't think it was terrible value. I just think oh, it was terrible value. <laughs> That's that's fine. That, that is fine. Um, no, nah, I I completely agree with Joe. I got no idea. I got no idea why he did this trade. This is probably the biggest trade for me because if this one doesn't go through, I don't think I make any other other moves. Um, so, uh, I, I have no idea uh, his thought process into why he wanted Fant. He's always liked Fant. Uh. I've I've always like asked his opinion and and wondered like oh I want to move off Fant like what do you what do you think I should do here, and he's always said nah hold him he's gonna be awesome he just just wait, and I've never I I, I never kind of felt that way as well, but uh, he is good he does have the um the athletic profile to be a really good. Um, tight end so uh, if he can put it together and be a bit more consistent I can see a world where he is a good tight end with a good quarterback but like Joel said he has Kyle Pitts he has Hunter Henry as well who is not that bad either like if that's going to be your tight end that comes off your bench if Kyle Pitts gets hurt like uh, that doesn't really make sense why he he, he took that trade but um, I, I, was, I was happy about it so he, he has Irv Smith as well. Like, Irv Smith's 23 and was meant to be, you know, a big deal in that Vikings offense. And he would have played the role that Tyler Conklin played. And Tyler Conklin was fine last year. Like, I. He's not Irv Smith. Like, yeah, Irv Smith's, be- in theory, better than Tyler Conklin, who was like a practice squad guy. Um, yeah, I just he didn't need him and he gave up, you know. I guess Barbara is like Barbara's not that he's not that good of a team. Like he's you know middle to he's the middle of the road team. It just doesn't make sense to give up a pick when you're not going to improve your team at all to get above all these good teams, the super teams that everyone has. 
yeah, the more I think about it, the thinking that you guys are going through, the more I am sort of changing my mind on the move for Matt's team anyway. I think if you had yeah, but, nothing, at, if you had nothing at tight end, and you yeah. could give up, you know, ideally what's going to, you could say you think it's going to be a late second in two, three years time. Um, then, yeah, it's not a bad move because then you just shoot for upside at the position. So like Jalim said, Noah Fan has that athletic profile where he could be um, a top end tight end if things break right for him. If he had nothing at the position, but he does have, he has more, he's probably got the most invested at the position than anyone else in the league. So, yeah, I've, I've come around on that. It's like what you were saying. I, I do um, agree with it to a certain extent where the value he got for it, like it was, it's, it was fairly good. Like if you're just taking every other aspect away from it, like the trade in itself, like, oh, yeah, no offense for a second. Yeah, especially in the 2024 I, draft. Like, I believe yeah, sure. we call that in a vacuum. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was trying to say. But yeah, but in his position with how much tight ends he's already got and what where his team is at, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. But yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to probably the biggest move that went down uh, this week. So, again, you were involved, Charlam. Yeah, you absolute um, crazy man. You're addicted to the trade at all times. Um, so, we had Charlam acquiring uh, Bills wide receiver Stefan Diggs, Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams, and Minnesota Vikings running back Alexander Madison. He sent away Gabriel Davis, Devonta Smith, and at that 2024 second round pick, he acquired for Noah Fan. So walk us through that trade because I did try and um, acquire Stefan Diggs. Um, I got told pretty bluntly two first-round picks from Burjo, and then I see him trade it away for um, what appears to be not enough to me. I don't know about you, Joel. You you can chime in here. You were pretty vocal in the chat as well. Yeah, it's not enough. I hate the pack. I hate how he's packaged Steph Diggs and Mike Williams. Um, yeah, just trade them individually. Got... You get more. Yeah, it's not hard. I, it doesn't. Like, yeah, you like Devontae Smith. Like, cool. Trade Steph Diggs for Devontae Smith plus. And then, oh, you want Gabe Davis. Trade. After that's done, trade Gabe Davis for... Mike well, Williams. Trade Mike Williams for Gabe Davis plus. Like, I don't know. It just feels like you could have got way more. And the pick's not even that valuable. Like, it's a long way away. Um, I, He's stockpiling all these 2024 draft picks. And like, they're his own too, like as well. So, like, he's, like, yeah. banking on being terrible for three years. It's, like, it's no fun. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't mind the idea. Like, he's realised that he's probably not going to win this year or the following year. Um, it probably is the right way to go about it than just finishing fifth every year with no draft capital. Shout out, wheels. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like you would have got more. Uh no. It it, it was really uh where when I spoke to Burjo, I I tried to do everything I could to not give him Devonta Smith or Gabe Davis. So every other previous deal, um, I would talk to Burjo about. I would be like, uh, I'm I really want Diggs or I really want Mike Williams, um. But I don't want to give up those two guys. Like those two guys, are like they're young, they have so much upside, and I love them. But he loves. Oh, them well, you too. gave up both and still won the trade. Have a cry. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not having a cry. This is just what I said to Berger. Um, and so every time we, uh, we would make a deal, we wouldn't get we wouldn't get 
there. It wouldn't finish the deal off until un- unless I put one of those two in it. And then, so then he, I came to him and I was just like, like, I want, I don't know if I want Diggs, but I want Mike Will after he got that contract extension. And then I need Madison. Um, and I'm happy to put, I'm happy to give you draft capital, but I don't have it, which at the time I, I didn't, I didn't have. And then he counter offered Devonta Smith and Gabe Davis. Oh, I can't even remember, really remember the process, but anyway, uh, I, I don't know how we got there, but after talking for a really long time, we ended up getting the deal done and I, I'm, I'm extremely happy about it. It sucks that I got older, but I, I definitely do wonder what, what his thinking is. His explanation after he did it, he said that um, he, he can't trade for any draft capital because Joel has it all, which that is right. But I'm, I'm sure that there's – like Joel doesn't have the entire draft, does he? Frank, like, I, I have about half the draft this year and half the draft next year. Yeah, and I've got and a decent, I, chunk, I've got a decent chunk of it too. I've got four seconds and two firsts. And Frank's so, trying to win. Yeah, so if I was Bojo, my number one guy would be Frank. And I know that that's really hard to to talk to Frank and get a deal done with Frank. So I think – Whoa! I feel like – that's a bit harsh. What? It's you hard to get a deal done mean? with me. I'm in a powerful position. Why am I going to give you discounts? Because then I end up getting the angry buyers, uh, the angry sellers, and then they come to me after they've just been fucked around for five hours by you, and then I get a nice <laughs> deal like this. Yeah, it's probably true. Far out. <laughs> you know, you know, one of my, one of my, how I start is like. I'm sure you've been talking to Frank for a long time. Oh, oh no. no. Cut that out. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I also think that um, Burjo, the way he looked at these players were like draft capital in themselves, which I know it still doesn't make sense because I, I feel like he still could have got more value. But when I spoke to him, I said that Devonta Smith's worth a first. And he, you could argue another second if he gets the right QB. Obviously, like if Deshaun Watson came to town, that's the uh, that's the that's the guy. And then Gabe Davis, he saw him as almost a first round pick just off that one game alone. Which, if you're listening at home, that's what you want to do with Gabe Davis. Like he can be, he can he de- definitely has a pathway where he can be something, but he's not going to be Diggs. So if someone's looking at him like a, a late first round, high second round, I would definitely cash. Um, uh, if you're not going to get that, then you just hold him. But I think that was just Burgess, um thought process in that trade. And yeah, I you did exactly kinda, that. You just cashed down and gave took advantage. I love the move. Yeah. All right. The very next trade that went down was the one involving myself and you, Charlene. That was uh, this George Kittle trade we've been alluding to all episode. So you acquired George Kittle and a 2024 second round pick. That is myself. So that's going to be what the 12, the eighth pick of the second round when I win the championship that year. Um, so that's going to be back of the second. And then I've acquired myself, Darren Waller, and a 2023 first round pick from Dylan Lawrence, who's going to win next to no games next year. Can't wait for that pick to be the top three. It's going to be fantastic. Um what do you think, Joel? Who who wins this trade? It's going to be um hard for us to not be biased about which side um we think's better. 
Yeah, I don't actually hate it from Frank's point of view. Uh, knowing that Bill Lawrence is making a move, I'm sure we're going to be talking about soon. Uh, yeah, it leads itself to Frank putting himself in a good position and not getting significantly worse. I feel like he could, he, you can, you can now have options to move that pick if you want something else on top of Darren Waller that will help you next year as well. If that makes sense, what you the point per game you will lose from going Kittle to Waller, you can make up for with using that pick as draft capital for another player. Is there is there not a world where Darren Waller outscores George Kittle like he has the last like two times when he's played? Is that not a thing? Is that not a thing that people believe in or what? Maybe I don't know. I just think Trey Lance, you know, might be really good. He might not be really good, but he's, how much worse is he going to be than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, but he could be really good and be worse for Jimmy uh, than than worse for George Kittle. Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. Yeah, but he hyper targeted George Kittle. He hyper targeted Debo Samuel last year. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I Darren Waller was, you know, I had Darren Waller in our redraft league. He was, you know, he was fine. I think he had like 19 targets in like week two or something, and it looked like, oh, how good's Darren Waller going to be? And then he did like nothing else. Uh, or next yeah, to nothing hurt. else. He did. He did. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I'm, you, I'm happy. I would have your side if I had to pick a side. But um, yeah, I do think, you know, you, the points on your roster will be lower um, before you do anything with that first. Yeah, but when that first round pick becomes Bijan Robinson, no, no one's going to be laughing then. You'll see. Now, what do you think, Charlie? Yeah. You, you just going for that upgrade for, to George Kittle? You just think he is that much better than Darren Waller? I just wanted no question mark at my tight end position. And I wanted to, even though George Kittle is, you know, he, he he's definitely injury prone. I was about and, to say his injury is not a question mark, but that's fine. Yeah, but he's he was still the tight end four, and he was injury riddled for the pretty much the whole se- most of the pretty much all the second half of the season, pretty much after that, uh, before that bye, and he wasn't the same. And then yeah, apparently he still had a all year even after for the entire yeah yeah, and he still had a thirty five point game, a twenty eight point fantasy game. Like uh, it's just. I just wanted no. I just wanted to have my guy. Number one, he's one of my my guys, and I wanted to get him, and I was willing to pay for him. As I said before, I almost gave up the same deal that I gave to Burjo for Kittle. So for me to get this deal, I thought it was even better. And like Waller, to me, he's a great player. I always thought he was good, but there's just he's there's too many scary things for me. So like. To, to have kept him. But if we I didn't get a deal done, like with Frank, which I thought I wasn't going to, I was gonna be happy to sit with Darren Waller. But like we did, like I said, we, we got one done. If I pretty much kind of had like that backup where if I didn't get one done, I still upgraded my tight end position. And that's really all I wanted at the end of the day. So um, that's why I paid that first. And maybe Frank does win the championship, and I do get that into the second round. Uh, but you know, it's I, I got my guy, which is what what I wanted. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping so. Um, 
Next trade off here. This one didn't involve you, Charlene. You had to find your big nose out of everyone's business and let someone else. Come move. When I when I saw when I saw the notification, I was like, wait, wait. I, that I was me. Yeah, that's why I was so confused. Uh, but it was all, it was a cool, it was a nice surprise. Yeah, so I'm just going to start off here with, I actually really like this trade by Berger. It's probably just because it's probably my opinions on the players that were moved. So he acquired a 2022 first-round pick. That's Andrew's one, so that is back of the first. Again, only in 18 leagues, so that becomes the 108. And then or he also acquired a 2024 first-round pick. That was also Andrew's as well. He sent away quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. We don't know where he's going to be. I don't imagine it's in San Francisco, but you never know with... Uh, with Kyle Shanahan, you just never know what he's going to do. You look one way and he does another thing. Um, he also sent away wide receiver the Chicago Bears, Darnell Mooney. And he also sent away Elijah Mitchell running back. So it's the kind of deal where Burjo sort of, there's a lot of question marks around those players for sure. I think, um, but they also have tremendous upside as well. So this could be a trade where you look back on and he got absolutely smashed. But it's also a trade where he acquired those picks that are, you know, quite liquid. Obviously, the hit rates on rookie picks, you know, are what they are. But they're a little bit more of a liquid asset. You know what they're worth and you can trade them and move them for other pieces that might be more stable. So I actually like the move for Burjo in that sense. Yeah, good for Burjo. Get some points off his roster, uh, although he doesn't have any of his own 2023 picks. Shout out Joel, who has them all. Um, yeah, I think he he's you know he's got younger, even though those players aren't old. He's you know building. He's obviously building for that twenty twenty four season to make his push, and uh, you know he's gone in the right way of doing about right way of going about it by getting more of these uh, picks that aren't going to depreciate in value. Um, but there's no way the picks can depreciate in value. Yeah, why they're only going to be worth more. Like the 2024 more. first is only going to be worth more in a year's time. So that's yeah, pretty good. And the year after that, it'll be worth a first round pick the following year. And it could be a high one. You don't know. Yeah, I think running back hungry Matt Barbrot. He's got nothing at running back out. So well, he had that's the thing. He had Javante Williams, Michael Carter, but then he had nothing at running back. It was a complete void after that. So he's acquired Elijah Mitchell here. It's looking like to me he's just rushing his rebuild, I think. I think he's going to be a bit more patient and let the pieces fall into place. Um, but again, yeah, another move suggests that as well. We'll get to shortly. What do you think, Charlie, with this move? Uh, I think, like, it's, it's, it's tough with Eli Mitchell being in that deal. If Eli was a wide receiver, like, I understand uh, Matt is struggling at running back, but with... <laughs> How long he has till his actual title contender, getting Elijah Mitchell, who could be uh, done even this year. Like you don't know. Like even though he had a great year with with Kyle Shanahan, you don't know. Um, and so to he to take that shot is probably the only thing that um, is questionable for me. Um, but if you don't believe in the wide receivers in this draft, because at the 108, you're probably taking a wide receiver, even though, in my opinion, very deep draft at wide receiver. Um, if you don't believe in any of them, then go get a guy you believe in, which was Darnell Mooney. And then he's given up a, a 2024 first. That, um, that was for Eli Mitchell, pretty much. Uh, that's the part where he kind of loses me. Um, but he he, need, he wanted a running back. He needed a running back. Uh, that's why he went and got it. So fair enough. It just uh, the 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 logic to it. I, I don't under, quite understand it. And then Jimmy G on top. It's just really not 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 much. 
Yeah, this is another example of um. Sorry, Joel. This is another example of Burgess getting better deals to everybody else. He he wouldn't budge on Elijah Mitchell <laughs> for a first and a second, or Elijah Mitchell and Rondell Moore, or Ramondre Stevenson. So I, everyone's getting better deals than me. This is bullshit. Barbara also is pretty thin at quarterback. If you take away Lamar Jackson. Oh, Trey, Trey Lance is good. Oh, he's got Trey Lance. Oh. Yeah, but he takes the lead in tour. Awesome. So. Yeah, yeah, he does. So it doesn't really, that doesn't make sense. If he, if it, maybe he just says he believes in tour, and then he's like, ah, oh, I better get another one because I don't know about tour. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, to get Jimmy G, he's like, ah, oh, what? I don't understand. I actually don't hate this deal from Barbara. I hate the next deal that Barbara makes. No, yeah, no, I, it's, I do like both sides. It's just if you really like get into the grit of the deal, like trying to figure out why. Um, I think he's being a little because of the Elijah Mitchell side. Yeah, I like I I I do agree with that, but um, I guess if you think Elijah Mitchell is going to be good, he's what twenty three years old. You think he's going to be good for the next five years? Then sure. But, yeah. Uh, that's just me. Yeah, but you just don't know that. The next trade. So this is arguably the best player in fantasy football has been moved um, in our league, which, you know, you think someone like that's going to be incredibly hard to get. Apparently not so. So Charlene has acquired the one and only Cooper Cup. Um, what was it? The best fantasy season for a wide receiver yeah. ever. Something stupid like that. Um, and then he sent away. So the recently acquired Dawson Knox, tied in for the Buffalo Bills, wide receiver Michael Pittman for the Indianapolis Colts. And in fact, my 2024 second round pick. That's thin. That's very thin for Cooper Cup. I know I was get not getting a price better than two first round picks. Um, launching to him, Joel. It's just so bad. I don't know how he did not get a first for Cooper Cup. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't know. You have like, to get at least a first. It's got to be at least a, like a 23 first instead of that pick. Before, at least. Before, before he's done this deal, like, I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz had already been traded, so the Colts currently have, like, who's that got? Eason is, like, their QB1. And no, it was out there for the Colts. It was 1,000% after he even talked about it. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know, it just did not make sense. But he, I mean, he loves Dawson Knox, but, like, jeez, you can like Dawson Knox and know he's not as valuable to a team as Cooper Cup. Um, there's three teams who desperately are in title contention and I feel like he could have got more from both Andrew and Frank if he had have played a bit of hardball here. I don't know exactly what went on um, but like there's so many players on Frank's team who would fit. He could have got his own 2023 first if he wanted to be bad um, and you know pick up I don't know Frank, Frank has young players. Um, Tony Rondale Moore, another first round pick who's probably worth um yeah i've got i probably would have thought about yeah. a first in bateman a first in rondell first in tony bateman's but, but, uh, pitman's fine it's just not enough for cooper cup it's, it's like he's had you know 10 weeks of good production and he's given up cooper cup who is tied for stafford um for the foreseeable future they just want a super bowl yeah he's probably going to regress a little bit but, um, you know, you can cash in on these. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to challenge. Say what you want to say. The only reason, 
don't even i don't really want to like go into them like you guys do because i don't know why or how but lawrence finds a way to like make these weird moves be awesome for him like i don't know how like yeah, i remember we, cup career ending injury because dylan lawrence is the most lucky man in the world it, that's that's why i don't want to that's why i'm not sitting here like uh absolutely like rob this man that's why i'm scared to it's because I, I don't know how but he just something happens like ne- next season dawson knox is going to be like have the greatest tight end season in history because it's dylan lawrence it just happens, but uh, his luck starting to run out. He got shit kicked in the grand final. He lost big time on that T Higgins trade. Um, oh, big time! Yeah, I don't know. He's big just time. um, his luck's turning around. Do I? I'm gonna lay into him. This is dumb. He's just ruining his. <laughs> he has I, the pieces to be good. He still has the pieces to be good, and then he's I know. Like, he's like, I know. He's like, he's I, know. I don't know why product. he's just. He still has Aaron Jones. Like, what's he going to do with Aaron Jones? I don't he understand. Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver one. He has Herbert, who's like the quarterback one, probably in Dynasty, Pat Mahomes. I don't know. He still <clears> has <throat> the pick to be good. But, like, I don't know. He's just gone and done this. He's got significantly worse. He didn't get that much draft capital. He got, like, what, three years younger? I don't know. I don't like the trade. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just the way, I guess, to explain it, when I went to him, I was pretty much saying how Dawson Knox is a first-round pick, Michael Pittman is a first-round pick, and then I'm giving you a second. That's more than uh, you're getting offered somewhere else. Kind of. That's pretty much what I came to him with, and it took him a really long time. He said he wanted another second. So uh, he wanted a better second. Sorry, he wanted a better pick. So, oh well, it should like, have been a first go... at least. And Dawson Knox, yeah, no, first no, round I... pick. Anyone's yeah, right. No, he's not. I, I do not agree. But that's that's what uh, that's what I said to him, and that's how much he likes Knox, which is why I went and got Knox from Burjo, which is a weird thing because I don't know why if he likes Knox so much, why he hadn't acquired him already. Like Burjo has told everyone he's he's selling like he's he's selling all his players he wants you to come get him but I, I, i'm not sure uh and that's that's one of the reasons i, I got Knox. i know he's loved by him and then uh uh pretty much i tried to upgrade that second i had i had talks around the league to try to get that second bumped up i uh, didn't quite get there and then he ended up just settling on the deal um he just said i just He's just like, look, I don't think you're going to get a better pick than that. Um, I was like, this is all I can offer you. And he, he's like, oh, look, I want Knox. I like Pittman. So that's why he sent it through. That's how I got it. Yeah, this man sucks. Um, we'll get into our last <laughs> trade that happened in our league this week. Um, we had Matt, again, acquiring a running back, rushing his rebuild. I personally don't like the move. Um, this one, this one, this one, yeah, this one is... Very confusing. What was that for Potentially the worst one. And give the backstory on Trey Sermon. The people need to know. Oh, so the people have definitely heard about the Trey Sermon backstory. So before the season started, Trey Sermon's getting all the hype that he's going to be the number one running back in San Francisco. He trades, I believe, was it his 2023 first round pick? Yeah. 
Yeah, he trades his own 2023 first round pick, which, mind you, is going to be pretty damn high. It's a shot for the 101. Um, and he's traded that for Trey Sermon running back to the San Francisco 49ers. We know how that story's ended. So now he's then moved Trey Sermon, 2-2 Atwell, who he picked off up off waivers, a 2024 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick, both his own, for running back for the New England Patriots, Damian Harris. Now, I don't totally hate Damian Harris, but he's someone that has had issues staying healthy, loves to hurt his hamstring, loves to exit games after about five carries, and is already splitting time with undrafted or like seventh-round pick rookie Ramondre Stevenson. So I'm not sure where you're getting the value from for your handing over a second-round pick, let alone the third. And like, I don't want to get into if there's any value with Trey Sermon and Tutu out well, but that's beside the point. I don't get the move. It doesn't make sense. That's, I know you have no running back, in... but like, just wait for a running back to like take one in the draft or just wait for one to become available. Go get Aaron Jones for like the same price tag as this trade. Yeah. I mean, maybe not quite the same, but it's not far away. And that, and that it goes into that other trade, the one he made previous. Like, after everything that happened with Trey Sermon, like, uh, as, a, as a dynasty player, even though like Trey Sermon, someone you paid so much for, you don't want to get rid of him and stuff like that. But after all all that happened with him and how much he's hurt you, to go back to the 49ers backfield to get Eli Mitchell. Yeah, you might as well just hold. I, I've just realized wouldn't, that. Wouldn't Why you, trade away you hold, just acquired Mitchell? Yeah, wouldn't you They're hold the only knowing on the what roster. happened to you? I just wouldn't realized you know, that. Yeah, after, after knowing what just happened to you, and and going through that whole thing, thinking Trey Sermon is the guy, trading for the first, uh, trading your first for him, getting pretty much, I guess, stabbed in the back by Kyle Shanahan, and him giving all the keys to Eli Mitchell, then trading for Eli Mitchell, and then giving up Trey Sermon. Like the when I saw this trade, I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious? If Trey Sermon came out in the offseason and just balled out and then and then just took Eli's job again. Because it's not like Trey Sermon is it's a It's not is, out of the question. No, it's not. It's really not. Nowhere near, yeah. But like the are they're at least gonna split time. The Niners never gave their running backs like ninety percent of the snaps. Like it didn't happen. And like, and just like Brandon Ayuk, when he started the season, when he started the season, it looked like he wasn't going to play at all. And it's just, you just, I don't know how Kyle Shanahan coaches. I'm uh, I'm not a 49ers fan or uh, I don't know much about it, but if you do the right things, you're going to get back to, to getting playing time and getting targets and, and, and getting the ball, which is something Trey Sermon had, he's got the chance to do. Um, it can, that's why, like Ayuk was back in the offense by the end of the year. He wasn't what he was in his rookie season, but he he wasn't how he was used in that first half, you know. So uh, I, that's the biggest thing about that trade to me. Like even though Davian Harris, he's twenty five, doesn't catch passes. Only reason why he was um, so high in scoring is because man had fifteen touchdowns. So that's that's only going to regress. He's not scoring fifteen t- touchdowns again. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, Ramondre's stealing a bunch were, of those. And we play in a PPR line. league too. They're all at the goal line on like second and one because they didn't trust Mac Jones in his rookie season to throw the ball. And like, they're going know. to. Yeah, Mac Jones is fine. Like, he's not bad. 
Like, how many, I'm, as the Mac Jones owner, there's so many times they just went into the wildcat on the one. Like, it's not going to happen every single time. I don't know. Just hate it. Yeah, well, like, like just to put it in perspective, he finishes the running back eight in a standard league, but the running back 14 in a full PPR. So, you know, our half PPR league ends up being somewhere in the middle of that. But, like, he didn't. He played he, he, because he like runner. he played the, basically the whole season. He only missed two games. Um, you're gonna end up roughly being, you know, that yeah, meddling without notice, running like back one would have been like caught running back twenty in points per game. Yeah, exactly right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he's not a difference maker, and that's with yeah, and that's with Ramondre cutting into his work. And I actually believe in the talent. I mean. Obviously, I'm the owner, and it's going to sound biased, but I believe in the talent there, and I think he's going to be a contributor going forward. Um, and there's no reason why they're not going to continue to split carries and split time. The only way that this ends up well for Matt Barber is if uh, when he is contending again, like something breaks for him this year maybe or next year, Harris is like LeGarrette Blunt, except LeGarrette Blunt, when he did play for the Patriots, number one, he was in a top 10 to five offense in the league. And it, was like top, two, it was like top three with Tom Brady. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. And that was the year after the um, the Flategate thing. So they were like, they were scoring so many points. And not only did LeGarrette Blunt have that season, that um, he also didn't have a Ramon J. Stevenson behind him. Like, it was just like Garrett Blunt. So, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how this breaks for him. Like, I know he didn't give up that much, but he did in this at the same time. So, it's like, I don't know. It's it's just really uh, I, I, trying to wrap my head around it. I don't, I don't know how to. So Yeah, so I'm looking at the numbers right now. LeGarrette Blunt had 18 touchdowns that year. Yeah, yeah. And he averaged three point nine yards a carry. Oh wow! Didn't know that. Yeah, that's disgusting. That. It just gets worse when you go into like what he gave up to get Trey Sermon, and then what he's got out of that. He's just like eaten so much just value off his team, and he's ended up with Damian Harris running back twenty one. Yeah, let's let's bring up the. Uh... Let's bring up the Jonathan Taylor trade again. That's always fun. I love that one. <laughs> no, no one, no one else wants to talk about it. That's fine. Um, what we might do to close out the show is actually we might give the um, the listeners an insight into how you know us us three and normally Andrew would be here as well. How we go about figuring out whether a deal is going to be good for our team or not. So now, Charliam and Joel haven't seen some of the trades that I've. Uh, been finding on the Twitters. We'll only go through a couple. We don't want to run too late today. Um, we'll go through a few trades and just figure out how each of us approach them um, and how each of us think. So we're all gonna, everyone's going to have a different opinion on um, who's better and uh, what side of trades you would like to have and stuff like that. So I've tried to find some ones that are going to be close and then maybe we disagree on some trades as well. So I'm going to start us off here. This one was actually really close for me and it um. The good thing about this deal here is it probably doesn't matter what kind of team you are. If you're a rebuilding team, if you're a competing team, both of these sides of the deal probably end up being both. Um, probably both teams are going to be in the same spot. So one team gave up Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf. The other team received, well, that, that team then received Jerry Judy and Stefan Diggs. So this was made after the Russell Wilson news. After? After. So Jerry Judy Any is very valuable picks? now. 
No draft picks, just straight swap. DK and Terry McLaurin for Jerry Judy and Stefan Dix. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, just side by side. Uh, that first guy is, is getting he's getting rinsed. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like Terry gets a bit of a bump with this new QB. Uh, but it's not that much of a bump. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say Wentz is good because he's not. And then DK just lost Wilson. Well, I, I'm really trying to figure out the thought process in this trade. Are you even getting younger? I guess you're getting I'm younger. Not, I, I, I'm the opposite. I would take the DK Metcalf side. Really? I think well, I Stephon would Diggs is 28. just. Only DK just, Metcalf is very close to me. 24. And Terry McLaurin, like, despite... It's 26. Um, he's still better than Jerry Judy. Yo, now? <laughs> well, you don't... Yeah, well, what did you... In, in, in a redraft league, are you issue, taking... Though. In a redraft league, are you taking Terry McLaurin over the newly acquired Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy? Probably, yeah. Really? It's pretty close. And you get four years younger with DK Metcalf and don't really lose that much production. Yeah, but I, I think you're kind of think you might be overrating Terry McLaurin. Like, he was not good this year. He was the wide receiver 25. No, no, Terry no, McLaurin's been the wide receiver 29, 20, and 25 in his career. Let's not I think let's not pretend Terry McLaurin is a wide receiver one because he's I think just you're just not. Buying I'm sorry. A discount on DK Metcalf. Yeah, no, I think you are discounting on DK Metcalf, but I just think that Jerry Judy is just, you're getting four years younger on Terry McLaurin. Like, would you think Jerry Judy is going to finish as better or worse than the, than the 25th wide receiver? I think it'll be, when you put it like that, yes, but like, I think Terry McLaurin will be better than the 25th best wide receiver. I think but Terry McLaurin as, hasn't a, been, as a but... talent, Terry McLaurin as a talent, yeah, I can, I can sit here and we can we can have a discussion about how he's better than Jerry Judy. But the situation is just it's just I, I want to be clear. I'm on the Terry McLaurin DK Metcalf side of this deal, but I'm just trying to play devil's advocate advocate here. I don't I, I really disagree with you guys. Like I understand Diggs is twenty eight, but like it's still Stefan Diggs and and he still plays for the Bills. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, but if the Seahawks roll out Drew Locke, you reckon DK Metcalf is getting what over or under 150 targets? I just probably take the I overs. Think, I think DK Metcalf's like Pete Carroll good. is still there. Yeah, but DK Metcalf. Yeah, was Drew Locke has no brain. With, he was better with um, what's his face, Gino. No, yeah, but that's in comparison to a Russell Wilson with a broken hand. Yeah. And he was still, like, he was, you know, at the start of the season, he was still fine. I, I think DK... Well, how, how old is DK? 23? 23, 24. So, so, so you're, you're pretty much, you guys are basing this trade on that five-year gap you're going to get from DK and Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Diggs will be out exactly. of the league and okay. DK will be, like, 28. I, yeah. Diggs, I, I, yeah, I, I guess. I th- uh, when I first heard it, I was definitely... Thought it was a lot worse, but I I, I don't know if I, I I think it just definitely depends on how your dynasty team looks because if you're kind of like in a win now situation, like I'm taking that that deal. 
And then yeah, if you're I, mean, in I think like they're a, banking on the upside that Jerry Judy and Stefan Diggs could be a significant upgrade just this year. I think that's what they're going for. Has to be. That's the only like explanation for it. But Deshaun Watson could be a Seahawk, guys. I, I, I guess, but uh, if you if that's what you're tra- like basing your trade off like on, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't base like I wouldn't go out there and trade for you know. DK Metcalf because you know he's going to get that but like I think you know if you get a lower like if you get a discount on DK Metcalf at the moment I think it's fair enough yeah All right. I, think, I think that's going to be one that we disagree on though guys I think it's going to be one that we uh, can't quite come to an agreement on that's just the way you look at it differently um, I want to get through a couple more we've probably got about 10 minutes to go on here so I want to get through two more trades that's alright yeah easy All right. All right, so we're going to get to this one here. So two different teams. Um, one's clearly rebuilding. One's clearly trying to compete. So we've had Kyla Murray and Jerry Judy sent for Trevor Lawrence, a 23 first, which it says on here it's going to be early to mid, um, and a 23 first mid to late, and a 24 second. Is that enough for Kyla Murray and Jerry Judy? Yes. It is, it is enough. So it's Trevor Lawrence, two firsts and a second. Uh, I, I like it. Uh, if, you really, if you think uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good player, um, I, I like the deal. I, I, I think yeah, anyone like the really Kyler Judy. So obviously the team is competing and one isn't. But I don't know. I feel like yeah. what's the price on Jerry Judy right now? It's going to cost you a, a first-round pick. Let's say it's a mid-first-round pick. That's fair. And then you're getting Kyler Murray for... Trevor Lawrence, a first and a second. That's not terrible value. I or do think we think Trevor that's Lawrence the overpay? No, I, no. I think it's fairly close. I think it's close, but you've done, like, you're doing dirty here. I've got DK Metcalf and I have Trevor Lawrence. I think <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, I would take the Trevor Lawrence side. Like, I think... You know, Six months ago, you probably wouldn't have even traded Trevor Lawrence for Kyler Murray. Oh, yes, you would have. Kyler Murray went way before him in startup drafts, still is. What? Really? Yeah, Kyler Murray. Not, not, not to Frank, not to Frank, to Joel. Well, I think it, I think the trade is good, but I think you can definitely get more. Like, if if you're going to go to Frank and say, I want Kyler Murray, it's going to take a lot to get Kyler Murray. It would have been cool. Like, it's not, the difference is not like a two first round picks. Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's a first round pick in a second. And and Trevor Lawrence, it's his value back then is way higher than it was now. Yeah, but I think everyone's like overreacting. He had a bad season at Urban Meyer as his coach. Well, I guess and only no time's going to tell with that one then. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, this trade, I I don't really. I I guess if I had to pick a person that won, it's the guy with the win now, just because uh, I don't think he needed to give up. I think. He could have had to given up more, but I, I can. The other guy got got compensated. Like it's not like he got nothing. He didn't get screwed. Yeah, he didn't get fleeced. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. This is one I really like, and this is probably why I really like Superflex Dynasty leagues as well. It's when these quarterbacks get moved because it's so hard to find the correct value for them. So this one here, someone acquired Dak Prescott just alone, um, and they sent away Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson, the two hundred nine this year. And a 23 second. What do we think? Go slower for us. 
Sorry. So it was Dak Prescott acquired for Elijah Moore, Zach yep. Wilson. Yep. The 209 and a 23 second. Oh, that's tough. Obviously, one team requires the quarterback more than the other, but there could be, like, if you acquire Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson, you don't have to be a rebuilding team. Like, and you acquire more draft capital here, like, you could just be deep at quarterback and afford to give yeah. away Prescott. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Moore's good. Yeah, hell but yeah, he's good. He's probably a top what, 20, top 15 dynasty wide receiver, top 20. Yeah. yeah. Around that 20 mark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, it uh, depends if you like, still believe in Zach Wilson after the rookie season. He actually was okay towards the end of it. Like the picks, he stopped throwing interceptions, like multiple picks a game he was throwing earlier in the season. Um, they'll, they'll obviously, they'll fix up that, uh, offensive line and the defense to, um, you know, stay more competitive in games. They probably add some sort of weapon, or at least he gets Corey Davis back healthy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, again, the guy's probably got fair, like, to give up Dak Prescott, he got compensated fairly well. Even I, though, I, like, I agree. Definitely lose the best player in the deal. So, like, you know, how often do you really win without, you know, giving up the best player? But, you know, yeah. I think he got compensated well enough. I think if I think if I could change something, I reckon I would change those two seconds into like a first. But yeah, like, it just sounds I would love it, yeah, I would love to get uh, I would love to uh not give up uh to give up Dak and not give up first round pick, so yeah, if you're getting Dak Prescott and you don't even give up a first round pick and you, you give up Zach Wilson, who probably doesn't see your lineup, maybe it's not a not a bad move. Um, I want to get yeah, through actually. Just, uh, there's one yeah. more I really like here, and it was relatively close on Twitter, but I do disagree. So I had 60% and 40%, but I'm actually part of the 40% who would um, take the other side of the deal. But it's going to be pretty obvious why, and you guys are probably going to love it. Um, so this is yeah, a deal here. So two 2023 mid-first-round picks have been traded for Cam Akers, Chase Claypool, and Rondale Moore. Which side do you want? So Twitter said 6% of Twitter wanted the 223 mid-firsts. Yeah, but Twitter loves the 2023 draft class. Yeah, don't they ever. How good's having multiple 2023 first-round picks, Joel? It's glorious. <laughs> Wait, Akers, Claypool, and who? Rondale. Mm. That's not enough for Akers. Because you have Akers and, and Rondale. That's why you're... It's just... Uh, it's, Sam I, Akers is I think the... too close to two firsts. Give me a break. <laughs> He's really not. You need to relax. But um, I think they must be looking at Claypool and scared that they're going to get, like no quarterback or maybe you get stuck with Malik Willis uh, I, I guess with Malik Willis Gee, right. well I can I don't see a world where Malik Willis gets drafted and they play him week one do you do you see that no I think a team will draft Malik Willis to um you know have a quarterback in place already you have to it's none, yeah. of, none of these guys already yeah like what yeah. if the Steelers get Malik Willis and then get Jimmy Garoppolo 
Yeah, no, that's that's perfectly fine. But it's gonna be uh, hard to like draft wise to get that done. You're gonna need to give something up. I said again, Joe. What if the Steelers get to Sean Watson? Yeah, and then okay, slam that, dunk, that, Chase Claypool can make get, his yeah, Rondale. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, I, I, I'm also not the biggest believer in Rondale Moore, and then uh, obviously Cam Akers. Uh, I, I still don't know. So uh, you guys just, just hate me. Just say it. Oh, just can't can't make his. I think he's gonna get he's gonna get the whole backfield, and he's no one's gonna even like compete with him. But if if he's actually good, it's yet to be seen. I mean, he still gets an off season to um, recover because he was just brought back and just put in straight in, which is something if you're a can makers owner you love. But to to have actually watched him and and sit back here and come to me and say he looked awesome is he a different story. Terrible, like, he, he, def- he looked, yeah. It's just the fact. The reason why he's he's so high on everyone's dynasty leaderboards is because uh leaderboards or charts or whatever or rankings. There you go. Um, is because of how much of the backfield he got. He got like Todd Gurley type stuff, which is what you want in that Rams backfield. Hundred percent, I agree. But if he's actually going to be good is that's the question mark that is is really big for me yeah exactly it's like I teddy bridgewater probably beach, a, i reckon yeah i think it's probably a good place <laughs> to finish now we are about to finish up on our call so thank you so much listeners for tuning in uh it's been great um thank you charlene and joel um enjoy the rest of your day all right guys yeah, enjoy Thanks, the Brent. long weekend <laughs> pleasure to be on will do yeah enjoy that long weekend joel have fun at work Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty podcast. Follow the podcast on Instagram at NFL Fantasy Addict. And be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure you don't miss a second of the action.